morning, Masechet Nedarim Kafchet, Koach. So please God, we have lots of Koach from this stuff for the rest of the day and the week and the year. Um, so we saw the Mishnah yesterday on the Kaf Zayim Bet. We saw Nodarin, Nodrin Haragan, the Charamid Lo Mochasim. You can make a Neder. Basically, guys are coming to kill you or to rob you or to tax you uh, unjustifiably. Then uh, that you can make you can make all these nedarim to try and scare them off. Because they don't believe you, you say it's not mine, it belongs to Hegdish, it belongs to the king, it's public funds, etc. etc. And you make all these nedarim. And uh, we saw there a little bit of a machlok, but Shammai says that behold the day you can other than you can't make a lashon of a shvua. He also says even in a shvua, obviously, because the shvua is more chamurat. And then uh, Beit Shammai said uh, that you can't lo yiftach lo neder, that you can't initiate the neder, only they ask you to make a neder, or insist you make a neder. He also said you can even initiate the neder by your own volition. And then Beit Shammai said that uh, if they initiate it until you make a neder, and they say, swear by, or make a neder by your wife, and you add your son, then Beit Shammai says your wife is, is patur because then that wasn't the real neder, but your son, because you added your son, the son is a, would be a proper neder. Um, and then the Mishnah said, "Kate said, 'Amalo and more konam shtiin.' Gave some examples of husband and son. The Beit Shammai said, 'You should not do that.' But he told him, 'Elu, elu, they might be mutar.' Okay, so that was really uh, the Mishnah we saw yesterday. The Gemara said like this: 'Vamar Shmuel, famous, famous, famous comment from a sechet b'amas kama, and b'avat batra and gitin. It's all over shas we've seen this before. 'Vamar Shmuel.'" Dina de Machuta Dina. What's going on over here? There's a law called Dina de Machuta Dina. The land, the, the law of your land is the law. So if we live, let's say we live in Israel now, so that's a different story, but let's say you lived in America and you got to pay taxes and you now go and you swindle your taxes. So according to Dina de Machuta Dina, assuming that the, com- the country is an upright country and the taxes are used properly, and it's not just a bunch of warlords, whatever the case is, then you've got to pay taxes. And if you, if you swindle your taxes, then there's ground to say you've been over in the mitzvah of the Torah. You aren't just stealing the American government or the South African government or the English government or any other country that's being represented down this year. Why did you distinguish Israel? I'm, I'm, I'll get to it in a moment. Yeah. So therefore we'd say, Dina machut Dina. That even though it's not a Torah-bound country, the Torah tells you that you've got to keep the laws of the land. So obviously, it's wild enough to Israel, because I, I, I would like to say that in Israel, there's no Havamina. In Israel, it's the Torah, it's the law, it's the din, it's Pasha, they're living in Israel. You've got to keep the law. Now, you can tell me it's not in Israel. It depends on the new government. What? Depends on the new transportation minister or the uh, whatever. Is there, is there already a new it's, transportation minister? I haven't seen the new one yet. That, that was last night. Okay. Everybody was going to get transportation okay, well, and something else. Well, I see now that they've stopped the negotiations. Okay, but anyhow. So, so, so I'm saying is on the, uh, the, the, the assumption that the new job, we've got a mitzvah to live here. Therefore, it's easier at least to understand living in Israel where it's a mitzvah to build up the country. And if your money's being used properly, that it's going to, to, to build up the country. And if you, if you live in Israel, I think it's a mitzvah, Shubaritz, whatever. That's why I used Chutzlaritz. That even in Chutzlaritz, where we don't think there's any mitzvah, still, Dina Machut Dina, that's Shmuel. Now, it doesn't surprise us that it's Shmuel, because we know that it comes to Dina Mamunot, Aloch is like Shmuel, Rabu Shmuel, with the Kam Mamunot Shmuel. So financially, Shmuel's the man that leads the show. So it's not a surprise that Shmuel says it over here. So that's, that's the Gemara's question. Doesn't Shmuel say Dina Machut Dina? I look at Rashi. 
the third Nero onto Rashi, Velo Nadre Onsin Inu. And that's not a Nero of Onsin. Vamai Nodrin the Mukhasin, Lavria Hameches, Shemachut. And why are you making it out of back in Nedir? To, uh, to lie to the text, the text collector. Okay, so Gabriel answers, Amrav Khanina, Amrav Kahana, Amr Shmuel. That was sure himself. We, you're right, he says. That's the assumption we're talking about a proper institutional tax collector who's collecting his taxes according to the country and according to the king and according to the laws. What are we talking about here now, Mishnah? What's been a moches she'en lo It's got no limits. Look at the rosh. The rosh towards the narrow lines, the rosh at the bottom. And there's not a dinner to machol dinahu. The dafke b'davashu shavel chol b'nei amedina yesh lo reshut la'konel asot. He says, because when do we say that a tax collector has got this chuyot to collect tax and you can't lie to him? When he's collecting the same from everybody or proportionally, but everybody's sharing the equal share. But not a guy who comes and takes his chances. He said, oh, from you, I can see you're a soft target. I'm going to stalk you. And you, you're a tough guy or you're a nice guy. I like you, so I'm going to leave you alone. Right? And this guy just, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's, it's a big party for him. Whatever he can get out of you, gets out of you. Not what the king wants. So we know that in time, we know that in time, the Gemara, there were, there were the people who would buy, remember we saw this before, they would buy the rights to collect tax. So they'd pay the king or they'd pay the country an X amount of money a year to own the, like the franchise. And then they would go and do whatever they can. And now it's their own business. As long as the king was getting X from this guy, they didn't care what he did. So a guy like that, you know, you would, he's, not, he's not the tax collector. Obama used the IRS. I don't know about it. I don't know anything about Obama. Let's carry on. Okay. So now, so that's what he says over there. He says, What's the Moches Ahmed Me'elav? Right? Look at the Roshi as well. It says, This is a self-imposed tax collector. Guy woke up one morning, a strong man, like protection money, let's say. Okay, like a protection guy. He decides he's now going to impose a new tax on you and you're going to start paying protection. So this guy comes, self-imposed guy, there's no mitzvah to pay him. So that's what I'm just discussing. Answer good. It's a good quest, question, but better answers or maybe good answers. Okay. Now, we said over here that, uh, in, 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 what does he say? He says, I'll be sure I don't trauma. He says, she trauma. He says, it's trauma. It's not trauma in the Mishnah. All change about Amalek, even they aren't belong to the king. He says, These aren't mine, these are public funds. This is not mine, it belongs to the country, to the king. So the Gemara says, Change with Amalek, Apish, change with Amalek. So the Gemara says, Nadar. How did this guy make a neder? Right? What really was his neder over here? Because look at the Rosh. The Rosh explains it now. He says, Hechi Nadar, Shaloya Avor Amnidro. What type of neder did the guy make that we say that the neder wasn't really a neder and he isn't over on the neder? Well, that's really our question. How did he make a neder? Right? What, what sort of neder did he make? Look at the Gemara. Amram, Amram, Ba'omer, Yashru Perot Malai, Imenan So he says, he said, like it maybe, he said, Yashru, all these fruits of the world, I don't have any fruits ever if these fruits aren't of the kings. So I don't understand. Came on Amar Yashru, since he said there'll be Asur, Itzaru Alei Kopire Alma. Then that's not a neder, really. Well, that's not really a neder. He's saying that these fruits will be answered to me. So then, but, but and they aren't ready of the kings. So isn't he answering them all on himself? So he says, "Kevin, the Amar." And I says, 
He says, I don't know. Okay. So you're right. But he said, Today they all ask to me they aren't the kings if they aren't the kings. So tomorrow I can eat them already. So today, while the guys eat me now, I'm saying, Asu, because they're not stupid. The Moches not an idiot. It might be a Ganef, not an idiot. So if you say to him, make your, your listen, these will all be answered to me today if, I, if they aren't the kings. He said, okay, beautiful today, but what about tomorrow? I actually give me the main tomorrow then. He said, no, but Omer Belibo Hayom. Really, he never said loud Hayom. He said in his heart, he whispered to himself Hayom, Umotibus Vatavstam. He just said, they asur for me forever. And his heart, he said, Vayom. There's a bit of a problem with that. Why is there a problem with that? Because it says, gab the Sviralan, even though there's a Gawain Kiddushin, we've got a cloud. Aloha is, Shran Dvarim Shebelev, Einan Dvarim. We say that things in your heart aren't Dvarim. It's not a word. You, when, 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 what you think in your heart is not part of a statement. You've got to mention things. You've got to verbalize something. Right? It says, Lagabe Onsin Shani. That's the Chidush over here. The chidush here is when it comes to honest, when a guy's forcing you to do something and, you want to, and, you, and you're using this trickery, so it's not necessarily so important what you said, it's more important what you intend to say. And therefore, dvarim shebelev or dvarim. Now, we've got a situation over here where we, when we saw this concept the other day, piv velibo enam shalem, right? That his mind and his heart or his mouth and his aunt directly aren't in sync because his mind is saying one thing, his heart's thinking something else. Surely we already saw the other day, we had that very complicated uh, run. I don't want to go back there. I'm still traumatized from it. But we had that complicated run where he went to pains to explain the difference between pivot de Shalem, what he intended to say and what he didn't intend to say and what he said really what he wanted to mean. And did he mean his father or did he mean his father when he said that all of you, it's asur to you like Hegdesh, but really he never intended his father to be part of that net or whatever. So we see already in situations like that, the net gets weakened. So it's a similar situation over here, that libo v'piv and noshalem. So now Gemara says, so now we go back to a quote from the Mishnah. So Bechamim said that uh, on the previous Amod, was it? You can use any, you can any, but you can't use a shvua. And then the Gemara now basically repeats the whole Mishnah. So that's why the Zagahavi had to take this all out. We don't have to repeat the whole Mishnah. We know what we're talking about. The whole Mishnah is spoken. The Gemara, I'm Rav Huna. Rav Huna is like a Tana. We learned in a brighter. Right, so now we've got our Mishnah. And our Mishnah says, you know, maybe it is good to go with the Mishnah. It's always good to do Chazor. So I'm going to backtrack now, if you don't mind. I'm going to read the Mishnah, even though the Gemara is repeating it. We're going to read the whole thing in the Gemara. Even if he doesn't incite you to say that you can, so Beit Shammai said that even by the Shvob, even the Shvob, Beit Shammai said that you can't initiate, even you can initiate, Beit Shammai said that you can only, if he insists you to make an error, make an error, what he asks you, but he says, no, even if he doesn't, even if you say more than what he asks you. That was the whole Shakli Vitaria there. Shlam Rav Huna, we say now, we've got a brighter, Tana. Beit Shammai Omrim, lo yiftach lo b'shvua. So now we've got a bright, there's a slight to our Mishnah. But our Mishnah didn't say that. Our Mishnah said, The brighter says, says, You can't start off with a Shvua. He says, You can even start off with a Shvua. The Guru makes a Diuk now and says, From the Diuk in that brighter, 
you just can't initiate from a shvua. Ha, benedir yiftachlo. But if it's a nedir, you can initiate yourself a nedir. Not wait for him to force you to make a nedir. But wait a second, that now is a contradiction to our Mishnah. But now we learned in our Mishnah, Beit Shama Omrim, lo yiftachlo benedir. Beit Shama in the Mishnah said you can't even initiate a nedir. So from the bright, it seems it's only a shvua you can't initiate, but you can initiate a shvua. From the bright Mishnah now, it says you can't even initiate a nedir. So we've got a one steer between the bright and the shvua. There was number two. And furthermore, what did the brighter say to us? The brighter said, that what can't you initiate? You can't initiate a shvua. Ha, made neder, But you can, but if he makes you make a neder, you could even use the lashon shvua. And you can't never make a shvua. So we've got steers now from a diuk in our brighter. Let's go one more time. The brighter, the diuk, the first diuk in the brighter is that according to Beit Shammai, it says in the brighter there, you can't initiate a shvua. Ah, but you can initiate, uh, right? But a neder, you could initiate. So our Mishnah said, you can't initiate a neder, only if he makes a neder. Then we saw in our brighter, another question was, that we said, The brighter, you can't initiate a shvua, but you can, right? But if he makes you make a neder, you can use a lashon shvua. And the Mishnah said, the Beit Shammah said, you can make any neder, but not in the lashon shvua. Tugustegur says, Tana matniti neder. Someone says, okay, let's understand what's going on over here. The Mishnah, which spoke in the lashon of neder, while it's speaking in Nashon Neder, Loch Inodiacha Kochand Beit Shammai. What's going on over there? Look at the Rashi. Tanah Bumadnitim Beneder Lodiacha Kochand Beit Shammai. Da'afilu Beneder Greide Lo. The culture came Beneder Beshvua. Telling us that Beit Shammai is so machmir that not only can't you make a Shvua on its own, but you can't even make a Neder, right, in a Lashon of Shvua. And then Tana, in the brighter, we spoke about shvurs. Why do we use the lashon of shvurs in the brighter? To show you the hila. But hila said, not only can you make nadarim, but you can even make shvurs. That's answer number one. Now, Rashi says a little bit different of the answer. Rashi like this. This is how you're going to learn it. Beit Shama says that if you made a shvur, you can't ask a shayla on the shvur. Once you made a shvur, it's ois. And Behil Omrim, yes, Shayla Beshwab. He says, no, even in a Shwab, there's a Shayla, you're going to make a Shwab. So even though on the Neder, you wouldn't need a Shayla at all, because it's a Nidre Onsen. But Machim Behil Shama is, if you did use the Lashon Shwab, so Behil Shama says, once you made a Shwab, you can't even go back on the Shwab. It's a proper, fully fledged barn Shwab and you're stuck. Behil says, no, you shouldn't make a Shwab. That didn't need to make it in Lashon of Neder. But if you made a Shwab, you can ask the Shayla on Shwab. If you look quickly at the Rosh over here, look inside the Rosh. He says, uh, This is what you can't ask on them. This is what Shammai said. So the Chacham can't even find a Petach when it comes to the Shua, but a Neder he can. He also said in circumstances like this, even if you made a Lashon Shua, then you can. Uh, find a petach to get out of the shua. Okay. The next Mishnah coming up is, it's a little bit off the wall. I'm not sure what it's doing here. 
You got saplings that you planted in the teotot, usually like freshly planted. How do they translate in the church in English there? Saplings? And you got saplings? Yeah, okay. So you got like freshly planted saplings. And now, see what the run says. Look at the run over here. Hold on. The Rosh, sorry. It says, you make a person makes a sort of a statement. Not exactly. It's more like a cor, like a corner. Like a cor, I actually saw one of them, a Farshim. Steinsatz brings, I don't know who it was, some I don't know, they recognize the name. But it says, don't read it, Korban. Korban But if it said konam, so we know konam is lashon of neder. That would fit in perfectly with our work we're discussing the dairy. But when it says aray elu korban, this is talking about hegdesh. These these uh, these saplings, if they aren't niktsatzot, if we don't end up cutting them down, they are becoming a hegdesh. Now what's going on over here? Look at the rosh. Rosh aray neter elu korbani menaniktsot. Ra'ar ruach sa'ra menashevi. So a huge storm approaching, a windstorm. And now all these plants, all these trees, whatever's there, could be uprooted. There's such a storm coming, a gale force wind, could uproot the whole, the whole, the whole, these whole fields. And likewise, we'll see in a moment another example in the Mishnah. A big fire broke out in the town. Right, a massive fire. Wasn't there a big fire in China somewhere recently? I saw. You said, anybody see that? Like a big factory burnt down, people got killed, whatever, like a big fire came out here. Says, now his clothes might get burned. And he says, now, he says, if these plants, right, if I don't manage to save them, they, be, they will be hegdesh, and my clothes, if I can't save them, they become a korban. The Rosh says, like a neder shkagot. Which is not really intending to make the nether. Right? It's big, right? The Adata Dahachi Agdashinu, Shaya Savu, Shiyev Shaliot Nitzran, because he thought he can't save them, so that's why he's being Magdish in them. The Lord Gamar Belibol, actually, it didn't really, it wasn't a fully fledged Hegdesh. He thought he can't save them, so if he's not going to save them, then let at least be Magdish them and get a bit of a schut of the Hegdesh. We learn afterwards that these ideas in your heart, which aren't necessarily 100% straightforward to the whole world, they're not very, because it's not, expressed, not explicit, and we see that the stuff, the hectic, doesn't really fall in it properly. Now, some of you joined early, so I've been looking through the Meiri. The Meiri at the beginning of every Mishnah gives like a little bit of introduction to the Mishnah, then he, then he normally quotes the Rambam, quotes the passage of the Mishnah of the Rambam, and then he gives his whole parish. Okay, so the, the Miri says like this. I'm reading from the Miri. Hamishnah Hashniyah It's not really, he says, Shayach to our Perik so much. So why is it here? Since we're talking about in this Perik, in this Mishnah we have in discuss over here, Things where your heart and your and your mind, your mouth aren't exactly shoving up. We saw previous examples of that already in the previous Mishnah. And we says it, it, since Zob, meaning like what we spoke up until now, right? Nit galgel be'in yanze 
So since we spoke previously about comments that the person made with the moches with the, and the murderers and the ganak and the ganavim, that his piv and ibor weren't shalain, there wasn't synchronicity between his, between his heart and his mouth and his mouth. So we got into the subject over here as well. Shehu hekdesh. This is really hekdesh. Right, that's the topic. Really, even though he's big maktish things, even the hegdesh avia is not really true expression of his heart. Because he doesn't really want the stuff to be hegdesh. His ideal would be that it will be saved and he'll have it back. Because he thinks it's not going to be saved, then maktish is it. Ah, if he saves it suddenly, he doesn't want it really to be hegdesh, right? Right, if they don't get saved, and right, and then we see at the end, Yeshla Pidyon. Naturally, we see the moment. The mission says, Yeshla Pidyon. What does it mean, Yeshla Pidyon? You can redeem it. That's like Hegdish. Remember, all Hegdish for better Kabait. Korban, for example, you can't Magdish, right? Kokocha Guf. So if you Magdish an animal, you can't redeem that animal. But if you Magdish this cup, if I Magdish this cup to better Kabait, I can redeem it. You can get a Shammai, you can appraise what the cup is worth, and I can take the money. And give Hegdesh the money and take the cup. She says, But if he says the Lashon, that until I pick them, or this talus is a Hegdesh, unless it gets burnt, then Ainahim Pidjon. Because now I'm not saying that I now suddenly I haven't got it. It's not really so simple that. My heart and my mind aren't the same. So I'm saying, unless it gets, until it gets burnt. Now I know it's going to get burnt. Okay, we'll see a little bit clearer, maybe, can't promise, in the, in the, in the actual mission itself. Okay, so look in the Nashon. So, second case, this is a korban until I cut it down, until I pick it, until I, I, I cut it. Or Talitzu Korban Ajizarev, this is a Korban until it gets burnt. And it's all the time that it's not burnt, it's, it's not a Korban, it becomes a Korban. It's Korban until it gets burnt. No, it is a Korban until it gets burnt. And these are Korban until they get picked. Right? So then we say, Einahem Pidyon. What does it mean, Einahem Pidyon? Look at Rashi. Olam, forever, calls Manshonitzu, as long as they weren't picked, Vayotin Lechulin. Ella Kedushotain. Right, That's called kedushat aguf. takana olamit pedaran. Even if I redeemed them, I paid the very hekdesh. Chosot bektushot. The kedush doesn't go out of them. The kaivant amar ad Because until they get cut down, einem pidyon olam calls manchon niktzu. As until as long as they're still on the ground. Mashmid olam you korban ad sheyikatzu. And when I cut them, finally cut them down. They're stopping a korban. But as long as they haven't been cut down, they're a korban. The talus, until it gets burnt, it's a korban. So only when it gets burnt, it starts being a korban. When it gets burnt, it's no longer there anymore, right? So the talus and the, and the, and the etzim aren't exactly the same. That's why I said I'm not just going to become so clear ever. Because with the tree, we said as long as the tree's standing, it's a korban. And, I, and it loses its kedusha when I cut it down. The talus, as long as it's not burnt, is a korban. And it loses its kedusha once it gets burnt. So maybe you'll tell me go burnt a little bit, and I can still use it, so that'll be okay. I don't know. Gemara's got a kashia. What's a Gemara's kashia? Gemara says, why do we use this lashon of yesh lahem pidyon v'ein lahem pidyon? 
So look, the first part of the Mishnah, we said, if they don't get cut down, and the Talis is a Korban, he doesn't get burnt. And then we said, Yeshlahem Pidyon. Right? Maybe look through the Rashi here for a Look through the Rashi. Go back a moment on the Amud Aleph at the bottom, then look at the Rashi quickly. Maybe it'll help us understand. He says, Imeinan Kitzot. He says, Imeinan Niktzot Hayom. He says, Hachi Mokla Abagurum. We'll see in the Gemara, we're talking about today. Vavar Hayom, Velo Niktzotu. Now, you never cut them down today. Right, and the and the and the didn't get burned. Your clothes didn't get burned. Harain hegdish. Now they become hegdish. Now they become hegdish. Be'eshlem pidjon. Now you can redeem them. Vahadamim yikansule hegdish. And the man who got hegdish, v'haim yatsule chulin. So the Rashi Abiy now sort of says that this is will today be hegdish. If I don't pick it, if if it doesn't get picked, and then when I pick them tomorrow. So I never picked it today, it became Hegdesh, and I can redeem it tomorrow. It's like any Bedek, I buy stuff, any Khefetz that I make this to Bedek, I make this. But if I say these are a Korban until they get picked, so then, and you end them, Pidjon, all of them, like we saw in a moment, until I pick them. Okay, until I pick them. So the Gemara now asks the question, right? Why did our ton of our Mishnah? Say Yeshlem Pidjon and haven't got Pidjon. Why don't he say Velitni Kedushot? Now the Vain Kedushot is all the all the Mefarshim take it out. The Ran, everybody takes out the Velitni Kedushot, Vain Kedushot. Just have Velitni Kedushot. Okay? And I imagine that Vain Kedushot as well, uh, we would also imply, right? Because we said Yeshlem Pidjon, Vainem Pidjon. So why don't we just say Velitni Kedushot? And then we could say Kirushot for Adam Kirushot. So Mor says, why? Because I did a buy limit the safer and then pigeon. Because the safer we wanted what the safer we wanted to say and pigeon. So we couldn't have said Ain Kirushot. Because Ain Kirushot is the opposite of Ain Pigeon, right? If you say something hasn't got Kedusha, then why do I have to worry about being poor at redeeming it? So when I say so when I say something's got pigeon, I could say it's it's got Kirusha, but it's also got pigeon. And if I say Ain Kedusha, then it means I don't need to poder it, but I want to say, on the contrary, the Kedusha is so solid that I can't redeem it. So I can't write Kedusha but Ain Kedusha. Is that clear? That, that, that should be clear, right? Even though they, they're the two opposites, it's not the same as the two opposites of it's got pigeon, hasn't got pigeon. Because if I say that something's got pigeon, it's got Kedusha, and I can redeem it. If I want to say that it's got Kedusha, that I can't redeem it, I can't say it hasn't got Kedusha. So the Gemara that's why I had to say, Ain pigeon vh pigeon, because ain kedusha and ain pigeon aren't aren't the same, aren't the same, aren't the same story. He said, "I need to buy the meat to say for ain ain pigeon." Tell me, Rashi, yes, ain pigeon. So the Gemara says, "Okay, nada. right? What was the neder that he made over here? Let's try and understand over here what we are speaking about. Uh, look at the the rosh for a moment. The rosh says, almost in the middle of the rosh, "Hechi nadar." Hardly what needed did he make? Diktani, we learned in our Sirakas. Diktani, we learned in our Mishnah, Yeshlein Pidjon, that they've got Pidjon. Alma, the Kadshay, when he was Makishet, it's Pidjon. The Chaimvan, the Amar, im Eina Niktzot. Because what's going on over here? He says, if they aren't picked, they'll have Kedusha if they aren't picked. Velo Kavazman, lo Taktitza. He never ever made a time. He never, in his tanai, he didn't limit it to a period of time. That's why the Rashi on our previous Amud said, the Gemara is going to say Hayom, right? At the moment, the Havamina is, the guy never said if they, if they don't get picked forever, he said they don't get picked. 
Now they don't get picked. He says, Velo katshet al kochach sofam nikatzet. They are eventually going to get picked. So what did he mean here? What was the nether that he made that, this, that, that, that we're saying over here that there was this Kedusha? Because the Rosh is saying, I mean, ultimately, a, a, a Tanai should say they don't get picked today, they don't get picked tomorrow, they don't get picked in, thir- in three days, in four days. But rather they don't get picked because eventually they're going to get picked. They're not going to live there forever. So eventually you're going to pick them. So when you pick them, then they won't be, actually, won't be Kedusha because the Tanai wasn't a time-bound Tanai. So where's the Kedusha come from? That's the Ran's question. How how we derive the Kedusha? What are we saying? It says, Amramei Mar Ba'omer, if they weren't picked today, that's what Rashi tells us. And the day passed, and they weren't picked. So what I don't understand. So what's the chilush? What he teaching me in the Mishnah? Isn't that pashut? Pshita. If a guy says, if I don't pick them today, it's like any tonight, and the day passed and they weren't picked, I don't need a Mishnah to teach me that. We really don't have kafchet of Nadarim. We already know all these things. We're experts. We know Masechet Shvuot. We know Tznaim. Because if I don't pick these things, they're they, they Hegdesh. Like any simple Tznaim in the world. What's a Chidush of the Mishnah? What's a Chidush of the What's a Chidush? Lord Tzricha. What's going on over here? Kevan de'ika zikinefisha. Right? Kevan de'ika zikinefisha. That's the answer. Since there's this huge, massive wind coming. Now, why, why, why is that... Uh, 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 changing the situation. Look at the second wild lines of Rashi. Not just going to Ikazik and Right? Yes. Uh, it has happened before that I turned over a duff and halfway through you remember that, right? So I'm, I'm at, uh, I got nervous for a second. Okay. So he says, uh, Second wide lines of the Rashi, the Rui. Right? What's going on over here? He thinks the wind is going to break these things. And that is the Niktzatzot. That's how they're going to become picked. Really, the wind is going to do the picking. What did we think? And therefore, What's the chidush? The chidush is that when he said, if they don't get picked, they become hegdesh. And what was really going on in his mind? Such a strong window there, it's going to uproot these things and break all the trees, whatever. They're going to get picked. They're going to get picked by the wind. And therefore, the net is not a real net because unless they get picked, they become hegdesh. But he's relying on the wind to pick them. So therefore, we might have had a minute that really in his mind, he's got no intention of making these things hegdesh whatsoever. Because the wind is going to do the job for him. And it's almost like a, like a, like a meaningless statement. Kamash Malan, Dechal Kedush Alay, on the contrary, the Kedush is Chal. Even though we've got a case here of his Remember the Miri said that's what it's doing over here. This whole comment is that his heart and mind aren't saying the same. His mouth, mind and, his mouth and, and, and mind aren't in sync. Because in his mind he thinks, wow, the wind's going to take care of this. It's going to be unpicked. In a, they'll be picked in a moment. They'll be no Hegdesh. But he said if they, if they don't get picked, they'll be Hegdesh. That's the Chidush over here. Now the Gemara wants to try and bring a bit of a proof. And says, This is the proof. 
if you look, if you've got a Hagaot Vetsiyonim, he says that, yeah, what does it mean, Vahaketanila? He says, Perush, Kemor Daikanami. It's if normally we often we say in a Gemara, the Gemara says, Daikanami, if you look carefully in the Mishnah, you'll see the last of the Mishnah helps us understand this. What's the Daikanami in the Mishnah? He says, Vahaketani, Lagabe Talit. Because we look at the Talis. What was happening with the Talis? The Talit, the Shafer Kaimi. What's his clothes going to get burnt? Are clothes there, are people living around clothes to get burnt? No. So I saw that God changed it. Ella, cave under Iked Lake, since the whole town's on fire, and therefore there's a very good chance that the clouds are going to get burnt. He made that comment. So too, Hachinami, the Ikezikene Fisher. We're speaking about a situation where there's this huge wind. Therefore, he's pretty sure the wind, just like the clouds are going to get burnt by the wind, the, the, the sapling's going to get uprooted by the, uh, sorry, the clouds are going to get burnt by the fire. The sapling's going to get uprooted by the wind. Right, the Masik Adate, and what's he thinking? The law mid Natslan, they're not going to be saved. And that's why he made the Neder, and therefore it wasn't a really intentional Neder. The guy never really intended, maybe, that these things should become Hegdesh. Kamash Malan, they become Hegdesh. And therefore we would need Pidjon the day after if it didn't happen. The Hegdesh kicked in, even though we've got a case here of it's clear to us that. Okay, so now we've got the next case, the Mishnah, with Harain, the Tiot, Elu Korban. I'd say, made in the Mishnah, the Mishnah, what did he say? Harain, Elu Korban, Im Enanik Tzot. If they don't get cut out, if they aren't picked out, they become a Korban. The Gemara says, like this, Harain, Ula Olam, are they forever? Is this something which is forever? Look at Rashi, he says, Bit Mia. Until they get cut down, they're a korban. So the word kashi is what, forever? Do these things stay a korban forever? Look at Rashi with me. Ah, miniktani einem pidyon. Mash mishlolam einem pidyon. Afilu achak tzitza. Because the Mishnah said, remember, it just said, that Arain et Elu Korban Achi Kotzutut, Litzel Korban Achi Tashref, and Einlahem Pidjon, you can't redeem them. So what, is the state Kedusha forever, you can't redeem them? Now, Pshat seems yes, right? In fact, you've got to ask the question, why was the Gemara thinking differently? And the Gemara is a difficult Mishnah to understand. Mishnah says, Arain et Yot Elu Korban Achi Kotzutut, Einlahem Pidjon. Seems pretty straightforward to me. So I'm not sure why the Gemara even thinks. To ask differently. But the Gemara says, it's the fact. The Gemara says, Pada. So Bar Pada says like this. So long as you haven't cut them down yet, right? It's Rashi. Rashi says, look at the second last lines of Rashi. Calls man chelo niktsetsu. So long as they're still in the ground. Right? Rashi look back in the Gemara. Achiktetsu. Paran is like this. Amara Pada. Padan. Chojot v'kdushot. Padan, chojot v'kdushot, ad she yikatsetsu. says, now, while they're in the ground, you can't redeem them. You redeem them, the Kedusha goes back. You redeem them, the Kedusha goes back. You redeem them, the Kedusha goes back. How do you undo the Kedusha? Ad she yikatsetsu. Now, once you've cut them, niktsetsu, now you can redeem them. Podan pavachat v'dayo. So they still need pidyon. But the Chirush of Rapidah, 
of Bar Padai in our Mishnah is, the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Ain lem pidyon, means so long as they're standing, there's no pidyon. When you cut them down, then there is pidyon, but you have to poder them still, but there's pidyon's enough. So when we said Ain lem pidyon, it means Achi Katsutsu Ain lem pidyon, so long as they're still in the ground. The Ula Amar, Ula Sina, is Ula say something different or not, we'll see in a moment. Uh, once you've cut them down, now shuv ain't podan. What does it mean, shuv ain't podan? So the translation of shuv ain't podan, right? We say shuv ain't podan. The aunt, the Gemara would say basically that once you've cut them down, <coughs> the, it seems to be like the has gone. You don't need pidyon. Uh, but look at look at the look at the rosh over here. Rosh Rart in the last Rosh on the Amud. Kaimanche Katsutsu Shuveno Pidyan, Daha Achi Katsutsu Kamar. Because we said that they were Kochim until you cut them down. Vakishenik Tatsu, Paka Kirushatan, Viatulukulin. You don't even need Pidyon according to the Rosh. Once you've cut them down, they're gone. So according to Bar Puda, you have to do Pidyon once. If you cut them down, according to Bar Puda, according to Ula, you don't have to cut them down. Look at the rush, the run here quickly. The run is like about uh, 15 lines up from the bottom in the very big wide lines at the beginning. On its own, fully nothing to do any longer. And they will carry on tomorrow. And uh, and see Machloket that there is a whole kashi on Ula. Let's end the five here.